Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is Longfellow's The Bridge. The Bridge is one of Longfellow's finest short poems. Subject, sound, image, feeling, and thought are seamlessly fused in a poem of subtle effectiveness. The image is of the understructure of a wooden bridge over the Charles River between Cambridge and Boston, a bridge the young Longfellow walked many times, as seen from the railing above in the moonlight, with the moonlight also reflecting from the eddying water flowing around the dark rafters. Longfellow uses the terms rafters and piers in the old-fashioned way as the bridge's supports. The subject of the bridge, at least until the final stanza, is the unhappiness and struggle young people often feel. In the third stanza, Longfellow indicates the time and place of the poem, with a reference to the South Boston Ironworks, at that time the largest foundry in the United States, whose red glow Longfellow would have seen not just this night, but every night he walked the bridge. Let's listen. The Bridge by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow I stood on the bridge at midnight as the clocks were striking the hour and the moon rose o'er the city behind the dark church tower. I saw her bright reflection in the waters under me like a golden goblet falling and sinking into the sea and far in the hazy distance of that lovely night in June the blaze of the flaming furnace gleamed redder than the moon. Among the long black rafters the wavering shadows lay, and the current that came from the ocean seemed to lift and bear them away, as, sweeping and eddying through them, rose the belated tide, and streaming into the moonlight the seaweed floated wide. And like those waters rushing among the wooden piers, a flood of thoughts came o'er me that filled my eyes with tears. How often, oh, how often, in the days that had gone by, I had stood on that bridge at midnight and gazed on that wave and sky. How often, oh, how often, I had wished that the ebbing tide would bear me away on its bosom o'er the ocean wild and wide. For my heart was hot and restless, and my life was full of care, and the burden laid upon me seemed greater than I could bear. But now it has fallen from me, it is buried in the sea, and only the sorrow of others throws its shadow over me. Yet whenever I cross the river on its bridge with wooden piers, like the odor of brine from the ocean comes the thoughts of other years. And I think how many thousands of care-encumbered men, each bearing his burden of sorrow, have crossed the bridge since then. I see the long procession still passing to and fro, the young heart hot and restless, and the old subdued and slow. And forever and forever, as long as the river flows, as long as the heart has passions, as long as the life has woes. The moon in its broken reflection and its shadow shall appear as the symbol of love in heaven and its wavering image here.
Tonight's Longfellow walked the West Boston Bridge, its span was over a mile long, where the night's Longfellow was returning to his rooms in Cambridge from the Boston home of the family of Fanny Appleton, whom he courted unsuccessfully for seven years before winning her reluctant assent, or perhaps walking home not from visiting her home, but just loitering piningly outside it, as young men hopelessly in love are sometimes known to do. Longfellow thinks of the thousands of care-encumbered men who likely had similarly walked the bridge since his younger self had done so. Men, in this instance, may be gender-specific, as both then and now such behavior may be more likely of lovesick men than women, for reasons that would be interesting to discuss. But the woes and passions of the heart aren't experienced by men alone, and I think both the sympathy and the generosity of the bridge are extended to both men and women. Both young men and young women surely can feel the tender jolt of the last stanza, with its image of love above in heaven and love's wavering image below. And so can older women and men, as Longfellow himself undoubtedly did when he wrote these words, his declaration that such woes and passions are now behind him notwithstanding. Let's listen again. The Bridge by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow I stood on the bridge at midnight as the clocks were striking the hour, and the moon rose o'er the city behind the dark church tower. I saw her bright reflection in the waters under me, like a gold goblet falling and sinking into the sea. And far in the hazy distance of that lovely night in June, the blaze of the flaming furnace gleamed redder than the moon. Among the long black rafters the wavering shadows lay, and the current that came from the ocean seemed to lift and bear them away as, sweeping and eddying through them, rose the belated tide, and, streaming into the moonlight, the seaweed floated wide. And like those waters rushing among the wooden piers, a flood of thoughts came o'er me that filled my eyes with tears. How often, oh, how often, in the days that had gone by, I had stood on the bridge at midnight, and gazed on that wave and sky. How often, oh, how often, I had wished that the ebbing tide would bear me away on its bosom, o'er the ocean wild and wide. For my heart was hot and restless, and my life was full of care, and the burden that laid upon me seemed greater than I could bear. But now it has fallen from me, it is buried in the sea, and only the sorrow of others throws its shadow over me. Yet whenever I cross the river on its bridge with wooden piers, like the odor of brine from the ocean comes the thought of other years. And I think how many thousands of care-encumbered men, each bearing his burden of sorrow, have crossed the bridge since then. I see the long procession still passing to and fro, the young heart hot and restless, the old subdued and slow. And forever and forever, as long as the river flows, as long as the heart has passions, 
as long as the life has woes. The moon and its broken reflection and its shadow shall appear as the symbol of love in heaven and its wavering image here. The wooden West Boston Bridge was replaced in 1906 with a more modern bridge of steel and stone. The new bridge was given a new name, the Longfellow Bridge, as that is what the people of Cambridge and Boston had come to call it in the decades following the publication of the bridge. It retains that name today. I hope you enjoyed the bridge and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the fireside.